0: Hello friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Eagles suffer their worst loss yet, falling to the Arizona Cardinals in embarrassing fashion. The floundering defense fails to force a single punt in the game, while questionable play calls on offense continue to hold back a unit full of talent. Where can the team go from here? Is there anything to look forward to in the playoffs? Will Nick Sirianni be on the hot seat this offseason? Birds finish the season against the Giants on Sunday. The Flyers finish off a tough road trip, losing 3 of 4 on the West Coast. Is the team just hitting a bump in the road or regressing down to our original expectations? The Orange and Black take on the Blue Jackets on Thursday. Dwell Embiid returns to the Sixers lineup on Tuesday against the Bulls, posting a 31 point triple double while once again sitting out the entire fourth quarter. Trade rumors continue to percolate. Who could Daryl Borey be targeting to bolster the roster? The Phillies remain stuck in neutral, having yet to make any significant offseason acquisitions, while the division rival Braves trade for a starting pitcher, Chris Sale. All that and more coming up
1: right now. How's it going, fellas? Happy New Year. Pretty good. <clears throat> First pod of 2024. So we've officially breached. I guess, two different years now for the pod, which is big. Yeah, uh,
0: this is officially season two.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah season two right now but um yeah feeling pretty good body's finally fully recovered from the holiday fiesta you know eating and drinking and celebrating and all that stuff um but all of that love and joy was brought back down to reality at about 4 25 on sunday after the game Ugh. um so yuck good to take a couple of days off of drinking and eating a lot so kind of feeling back to back to normal
2: as we always say on the Citywide <laughs> Pod, a return to normalcy is here. Yeah. Who's that again? Warren G. Harding. Warren G. Harding We're Harding. the official podcast of Warren G. Yeah. Harding, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. But we
0: should get a portrait of him to put it on the table. Yeah,
2: we put it right back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got some space. But yeah, um, happy new year. Thank you again, like I said at the end of last episode, for rocking with the Citywide Pod with your boys. I can't promise you that it's going to get better. It may. Realistically, it's probably going to get worse, but whatever. <laughs> It'll be just just like the Philadelphia Eagles season, which started with a lot of promise. We we didn't start with that much promise, but uh, lo and behold, the Eagles' decline was very very predictable, and uh, the decline of this podcast is probably eerily similar. <laughs> it's like it's like let oh, me man, stop. We're just, chill, 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 chill. we're just we're just getting started. This is uh,
0: you know this is uh, we're we're uh, I don't know. I don't know which which season the, the the Eagles are most like right now, but um I don't know. So, so, something good is on the horizon. I think. I hope we'll, we'll see. Yeah,
1: I feel good about it. New year, personally, should be good. You know what I mean? We can't th- let the Eagles bring everything down. So, control we control. You know what I mean? Keep the main thing the main thing. Hey. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, I kept the main
2: thing, the main thing in fantasy football man
1: yeah. a, a
2: career year.
1: The double champ.
2: One won two leagues this year. Won the League of Shame, which the three of us are in. Uh ended up beating Chris Gargano in the finals. Shout out, Chris. I beat that ass though. <laughs> and then in my other league, the four day ounces for, for to freedom. Forte ounces to freedom, like Matt Forte, excuse me. Um second time I've won that league. And yeah. we do a trophy. It's just oh, a bunch yeah. of forty-ounce bottles,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and oh, nice.
2: uh, I'll get my name just like written on there. Nice. So, uh, actually, hoping to get down to Baltimore, January twentieth-ish to pick that trophy up. And if I do get it, then you know damn well I'm bringing it here and <laughs> on that table at least once. Yeah, gotta gotta put that on display. Yeah. So, oh, did we do a trophy for our league? We talked about it before, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: we've never done it. We should at some point. I have a yeah, we have a trophy for our uh, basketball one, which I will probably never win because I'm just not good at fantasy basketball. But
2: fantasy basketball is, I'd say it's much harder than fantasy football. Yeah, Seniors so setting lineups, setting lineups almost every day. Arguably,
1: yeah. football is the easiest fantasy out there.
2: Yeah, fantasy baseball seems incredibly oh, difficult. Yeah, that seems too psychotic. many games.
1: Yeah, like, I would
0: never. Mm-mm. Yeah, you have to be like. Is you know, you have to be a real sicko to do fantasy baseball, I think. Not for me, no,
2: yeah, we're sickos in other ways, but not like that. <laughs> this
0: is true,
1: but yeah, all in all, it's been a pretty rocky ride between last episode and this episode. Um, but we made it to another year. Here we are. <clears throat> that's really That's really it, kind of same guys, same spot, new year.
0: So yeah, should we dive right into uh, into the birds? Into our, well, yeah, I, like, I got I to gotta turn this hat around. I'll I'm look. not, I'm not having this on. Hold up, <laughs> just
1: just turn the flap down. It has to be done. Yeah, yeah.
2: The eagles do not deserve to be shown on my head. Pathetic. So yeah, let's let's dive into it. Um, where do we begin?
1: Well, we can start with. I don't even know. I mean. Kind of that I feel like that game encapsulated the whole season where it started off looking pretty good. Twenty one six. You had that nice pick six from Sidney Brown, ninety nine yards at the house. Um offense looked decent enough. I mean, you know, they looked okay. The defense held their own. They did pretty good. Their third down defense was still ass, but their red zone defense looked really good. So Felt optimistic going into the halftime. Like, man, this is great, dude. This is awesome. Had Pat Morgan and his fiance handed down for her first game ever at the link. So, we were like, man, what a great experience this is for your first game. Yeah. And then you get out there, and I actually had to go take a shit real quick at halftime. <laughs> and I heard that for well, it went longer than you halftime. You poop at the link. I don't normally, but this all that brisket i think was just running was through a, me yeah, we bit. were eating good shout <laughs> yeah, out yeah. to uh
2: who came through with the brisket? your dad brought it but it was who brought pat
1: dolly pat Donnelly brought the brisket pat Donnelly's son another pat Donnelly, he made the brisket it was like a 10 12 hour long smoking process I think they said it was like 18 or 18 if I, if I'm something not mistaken. like that maybe yeah, it was, was 12 great. pounds 18 hours that but sounds
2: about right
1: the, like i said like i told everybody that comes at the tailgate always guarantee a good time you can't always guarantee a win and that was definitely one of those times yeah we had a great time that we had a day. really good time maybe 30 yeah. people were there so it was a good good show out i remember at one point so i forget who it was someone said like you know this this
0: could be our last tailgate of the seasons everyone's like nah come yeah. on fuck that <laughs> no. it's ridiculous and i it's posted like, something on my nope, this uh, yeah. looks like that's actually going to be <laughs> yeah. the case i posted so, on my person everyone had a good time yeah
2: on my personal instagram i posted the picture of us in front of the link and i said last in parentheses, regular season tailgate mm-hmm. of the season. Although, did I know it's going to be the probably most was, likely the last tailgate of the yeah. season. Was, Unl- yeah,
1: unless somehow we win and then some, a lower Dallas seed beats... it to... Uh, who do they play? They Seattle? play the Cowboys.
2: Uh, or no, the Cowboys play the commanders, commanders. I'm sorry, yeah. right. Which, realistically, Commanders probably don't stand a chance.
1: Hell no, especially with so. Dallas having a... Although, it is like a... Not a must win, but a decent... Enough pressure of a win that I could see Dallas doing some typical Dallas shit where they just lose. But is that game in Dallas or is it in in, in Washington? I think it's in Washington. I think they um, already played cow, they Cowboys because Washington played in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Oh right. Well, the Cowboys on the road, could they're susceptible to it fall. Any anyway. bad? Yeah. We're getting snow on the East Coast too. Yeah, that is true. um But I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I think that the way the season's shaken out and the way the historic. The history is in the last, what, 12, 15 years in the NFC East. We haven't had a back-to-back NFC East champ since the Birds did it in the early 2000s. So if history likes to repeat itself, which it does, I see Dallas handling their business on Sunday, us probably losing again. um, So it wouldn't matter what Dallas does, to be honest with you. Um, Much like the second half, nothing could go right.
0: Well, this is getting ahead, but just... I think what's going to happen on Sunday is that we're going to come out and it's going to be like, we're going to just be on fire. It's going to be like four straight touchdown drives, just getting sacks of pass rush is going to be back. It's like, oh shit, everything's back. Slays comes back. He's playing well. Maybe he gets a pick or something. Everything's looking great. And then uh, Jalen Hurts sticks his foot in that awful turf oh. and tears his ACL. <laughs> don't even say that, man. <laughs> yeah, that deadly
1: fucking. In turf, like dude. the fourth quarter or third quarter, oh, yeah, man. right when it's like, should they take him off? Uh, I don't know. We'll leave him for one more series. You get some rookie coming off the edge and just yeah. obliterates him and tears his ACL. Well, again, and then Marcus Mariota leads us to another Super Bowl. Well, we do love a backup <laughs> oh. quarterback.
0: No, it'd have to be Tanner McKee. It, you know, it'd have to be
1: uh, Mariota. Have to get hurt too. Or they sign outstanding free agent on the market right now. Who wrapping up his pickleball Cam championship Newton? tour? <laughs> Nick Foles <laughs> for a third time. That would uh, be something. That would be. Uh, I don't you know, know what he has left, but um, but yeah, yeah, second half came around and the wind was just sucked out of the stadium. That was just a very sloppy offensive performance. Defense again just was like a you could. Pff, the three of us could have ran behind. That Cardinals overline. It, uh, it was like. unbelievable. I mean, it was just unreal. Yeah, you know they were
2: the offensive their offensive line was just bowling our guys. And like you're not used to seeing that. Like, yeah. you know, you have Fletcher Cox, you have Jalen Carter, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, Jordan, Jordan Davis, Davis, the Jordan, big run stopping. Jordan monster. Davis has been ass, dude. Yo, um Brian Baldinger was on the PHLI Eagles podcast. Mm-hmm. He he straight up said after watching film, he said. He doesn't know why Jordan Davis even dressed if that's how he's going to play. Like, yeah, he he went there. Yeah,
1: I mean I didn't hear his name once all game, except you for maybe like maybe one stop here and there, but like
2: yeah, more more and Milton Williams are actually playing pretty good. More
1: Ojemo. I liked him yeah. when they got him out of Texas. He looked great uh, that game. Milton Williams had
0: a pretty nice sack of that like helped force one of those uh, field goals in the first. Yeah, they were try.
2: playing well, but that was about it. Yeah, yeah. and then linebackers. I know the last week we kind of gassed up Shaq Leonard a little bit. He looked bad, man. It was yeah. just kind of sad to watch him like try to shoot the gap, and he's just a half step too, too yep. late, a, a full step too late, where he's just getting knocked on his ass because he's just not the player he used to be, not strong enough, not balanced enough. He looks bad. Nicholas Morrow, I thought the 49ers game was his worst game of the year. He got torched again. Yeah. James Conner was beating him running routes and James Conner's now the receiving back. No. It was just oh
1: everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I mean, James Conner like the James Conner of four years ago, he was just torching everybody. But again, uh it's weird that how Cardinals running backs just historically owner as. I Me mean, remember that last game we played him at home it was a night game.
2: Oh, the David Johnson game! Oh my god, we we're,
1: were at that game. Yeah, I was there
2: too. Yeah, oh yeah. I where Kiko that. Alonso, he just carries Kiko Alonso on his yeah. back for 15 yards.
1: And it, that had that like 85 yard touchdown yeah. where he juiced someone, hurdled somebody, like it's like a Madden performance. So, you know, I mean, it was it defeating for sure, but like, was it surprising? No, I don't think it shocked anybody. Uh, it's just I
2: think we were all pretty shocked.
1: I will say when it started to go south, I was getting – I was surprised. But then by the time I got to the fourth quarter, I was sitting there watching the score. I'm like, this is – it's what they do right now. That's their standard really is giving up a shit ton of rushing guards, giving up a bunch of passing guards to a – not washed up, but a pretty bad quarterback, especially this year. I I wouldn't say he's bad. But I'm saying this year – It's not a
2: good offense though.
1: My point though is that you're making these bad teams look good. They're fucking – they had two wins on the season. You're at home. It's the last home game of the year, potentially. You had a lot on the line. You have the easiest schedule remaining, and now you decide to give this shit up? Mm. I, you know, I— The
2: thing that gets me, as you mentioned, it's the last home game of the year. It's probably the last home game in Jason Kelsey's career. Yeah. Potentially. I, I have a and, hard time seeing him coming back. And if,
0: maybe Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox. Yeah. yeah. Who, who knows? For those
2: guys to go out like that, just, yeah. just disgraceful. Yeah. And to lose to John Johnny Gaines to sure. Jonathan
0: Gannon. I
2: know. Mm, to get like thoroughly outcoached mm-hmm. by Jonathan Gannon, the guy who just consistently got outcoached in his time as R D coordinator for it to happen that way, just just despicable. Yeah, man. The Cardinals
0: clearly took the bus to the game. <laughs> All the Eagles drove. <laughs> yeah. Do not did not have uh did not have the fire in their guts. Nope none pew, of that shoot they had there yeah. were no shots I mean it is yeah it is a bummer because the offense was looking pretty good start of the game I mean you had that that really uh that fun trick play out of the uh yeah. you know, the, that was the awesome. sneak and then almost Gainwell. killed Devontae Smith but other than that it was a great play yeah I mean they were looking pretty good and then um you know it was pretty much all uh, whatever whatever good they did on offense was all uh, neutralized by that you know, that drive where they had, like, the first and 20. They run, like, two sneaks or whatever. Oh, uh, or it was like, a like QB, uh, you know, draw. Design then, QB uh, run and then
1: a QB draw. Then
0: a, yeah, then it was, like, an op, uh, a read option
1: where Hurts went the wrong way and got tackled for, like, a four-yard loss. It's also a bit of foreshadowing, too. I feel like the first drive, you know what I mean? Like, defense comes out, I think, first, and they stop uh, Arizona. So you're like, okay, not bad. Or maybe the Eagles got the ball first. I think we got the ball first. You go three Mm -hmm. and out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty good. Three and out. You can't gain.
2: You couldn't get two yards. Against the worst defense in the league by several statistical – I'm so worked up. By several statistical measures.
1: (laughs) It just – like that – when that happened, I was like, this is going to be a long game, man. This is like not – you should be marching up the field. You had all – I mean – the the build up and everything else, been like we gotta come back from this big loss that we had against the fucking whoever we played the week before. Let's go get this shit done. Nothing. Just didn't show up. Oh.
2: The defense didn't show up.
1: Defense, I don't know where they were. At
0: all. Yeah, yeah, even... Not forced to punt the entire game. No. And even the pick six, that was just Crazy. a lucky
2: play. Yeah. yeah. It was just I a mean, complete was... miscommunication, and Sidney Brown happened to just be in the right spot. The defense didn't really force that turnover. No. It was a sick return. Yeah, it's a hell of a play. return. Yeah. Up the sideline, yeah, and Byer yeah, through a
1: block or two. He made a great play after he caught the ball, but to put, like you said, to put himself in that position, I highly doubt that was fucking scheme. Like,
2: so that brings me to one of my things I have written down here, right? So one of the the biggest priorities for a coach is to put their players in a position to succeed and put the team in a position to win. It feels like pretty much all season, but certainly these last five weeks, the Eagles coaches have done the antithesis of that. They've literally been actively harmful in contributing to, in this case, a loss, and last week a potential loss in some ways. And it's just, not only did they... they, not only were they actively harmful and contributing to a loss, they actually got Devontae Smith hurt. Right. Yeah. Like, what? why are you running on third and whatever, 19? You're going to run a screen to Kenny Gainwell. Right. And have Devontae Smith
0: out there blocking. It should be the other way around. Yeah, right. yeah. Why? Yeah. I, every time they have Devontae blocking, I'm just. It's He's not blocking. that guy. He's just not I that I weigh man. more than. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's
2: scrappy not... for a little dude, but you don't yeah. want him blocking Buddha Baker. No. You know what I mean? No. And it just. To have that happen and then for him to just get rolled up on, luckily it's a mild ankle sprain, but that looked bad when it happened. He better yeah, looks not like play next be okay. week because that
1: ankle is going to be like – Yeah, he
2: shouldn't play no, in, uh-uh. at mat Life. No, I would sit yeah, him. No. But, yeah, like what's the old saying? Add insult to injury. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. added injury to insult with that play. They're just The coaches just – I don't know, man. Everything about this is just ridiculous. I have some other notes here. It's like why is Hassan Reddick dropping into
0: coverage so much? So much. Yeah.
1: He's like twenty five yards down the field every play. It's gotten so like, much worse since we... they
0: switched to Patricia. Yeah. All these. Uh, yeah. And and of course their explanation for that was like they don't want to. They want to try to be a little unpredictable. But it's like if if being if the cost of being unpredictable is taking arguably your best player on the field and forcing him to do something that he's not good at as opposed to the thing that he's good at, it's like it's no. Like we don't need to do that. No. Yeah, just be predictable. They'll probably yeah. work. I mean, you know, you know what team's defense is really predictable? The Cleveland Browns. You know what team's defense is banging? Yeah, right. Exactly. Jim Schwartz, like he's been doing his thing for years. Everyone knows what he does, but, he, but he's fucking good at it. It's like we have this, like, I don't know. It's like uh, the worst of both worlds, where we have this bad scheme, these weird play calls that don't make any sense. Don't, and like on top of that, they can't even execute. execute what they're doing i mean at least last year you know obviously you know none of us were really big fans of uh johnny gann's defensive scheme but at least they were good at executing it right like it you know it It wasn't it worked for what it was this we don't even have that it's just like it's it's bad and it doesn't even work on its own terms no
1: you don't know who's calling the plays the players are like well we have ownership of the plays sometimes but it's i don't I don't understand who's calling the shots anymore on defense, and it looks like that they always look like any time someone goes into motion that's in the slot and goes just to the left side slot. Yeah, they no look one, lost. Well, no one ever follows it, and they're pointing, and then by the time it's like, well, what are we? Yeah, what's like going the, on right they now? They don't
2: know if they're supposed to be in man zone or right. some hybrid coverage, and just everyone just pointing, motioning. There was a couple plays in that game where Vontae Maddox was just out of position, which two things, right? If it's his first game back. He's playing under a new defensive coordinator. Why are you playing him that many snaps and putting him yeah, in these right. bad positions? He's He doesn't know this defense. It just
0: felt like they were just like, you know, wanted to rely on him to come in and save the day for them and make him look good or
1: something. And He doesn't just, know
2: the defense. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, he's not Ed Reed. It's Avante Maddox. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy isn't going to come out here and fucking light it up. He's not B-Dog. He's not Ed Reed. He's not Palomalo. You're not really getting that good of a player back. He's a decent player. And
2: he is one of the best nickel corners in the league. Sure, yeah. What? To my point, to your point he's not ago, a Hall of Famer who hasn't played all year for five uh, weeks. He uh, is, yeah, he's, and he's not a Hall of Famer either. But
1: you also don't know if he's that good because he hasn't played a full season in three years. So yeah, he's one of the best nickel corners in the league for the first when it's warm out, and as soon as it hits like, oh, what do we play? September, October? Fucking mid October? The dude's MIA. Then he comes back banged up. He does this every year. I don't think he's argu- – I really don't think he's that good of a cornerback, to be mm. honest with you, and it, not enough to really miss him.
2: Well, I think the problem with the, at least watching this game was that they were relying on him to do way too much in a scheme that he's not familiar with. If he's that good, he's, he'll figure – if well, he's that no. good, though, he'll make a play. they didn't he, make a he, single goddamn play. He's out of game shape.
1: Again, my only point, though, is that I don't th- – I think we're giving him too much credit. I think that, mm. sure, you might miss a, a vet on the field – but you're not gaining that much back.
2: My, my point is is that they didn't put him in a position to to succeed either. You're asking him to do too much. And then the, the other thing, too, is where's the leadership in that secondary? You got guys pointing at each <laughs> other, saying, yeah, you go here, you go here, you go there. Yeah. Someone needs to step up and just take accountability. They're all just pointing the finger. Definitely it's just, no Malcolm it's gotta Jenkins be, on that squad. No. <laughs> you have two veterans right there in in Bradbury and um, in Bayard. Neither of them's really stepping up. Like
1: Bradbury's too quiet. That guy's kind of a bitch anyway. And Byard's too new to the scheme. Well, to whatever this is, he's starting to figure it out, but yeah, slowly but surely. But he hasn't made that big of an impact yet. Reed Blankenship is still fairly new to playing as a starter, so I think he's still. You see him still trying to like take it all in. He has great plays. I I still love Reed Blankenship, but he hasn't assumed that vocal leader yet. And it's just a weird mix of secondary players. A lot of rookies on that thing, too. You miss Slay a lot out there. Yeah. Um, And I'm not going to put too much onus on that. But, you know, you play the Giants next week. We'll see what happens with that. No matter what, you're guaranteed a playoff spot. So all we can look forward to then really is you get back Slay in the playoffs. You get back Cunningham in the playoffs. That should alleviate some structure issues on that defense because they did have their best defensive games, albeit not that great anyway, but they looked more effective and functioning as a defense with Cunningham in yeah. the linebacker mm-hmm. and Slay at, at secondary. The young guys got some practice in, in these last couple weeks, even though it was a shit show totally as a team, you can only hope that that takes a little pressure off of Leonard from having to shoot the gap and be that off. Cause now he's, you got, uh, Morrow Cunningham and him out there. Yeah. So, the potential for this team to really have some sort of a spark in the playoffs is there. Uh, it's just a very—it's a big, big if. Yeah. And you don't want to be that team going to the playoffs. You're not a wild card team that snuck in. You're like, well, if we get in, we'll see what happens. This uh, you're team, a
2: wild card team that limped in, right? And you're a wild support. card team
1: that was in the Super Bowl last year and pretty much had the same roster. Uh, the defense, I think, is more optimistic that way of getting players back. I the offense is just. That is a huge, huge issue. And I don't I I don't get it. I try to look at that every time they line up and I'm like, all right, what are they gonna do? And you can kinda of tell what they're gonna do anyway, whether it's a screen or a QB offense. draw. Yeah. And I, I you just can't do anything but scratch your head. I've never seen anything like it. With this much talent.
2: I was just scratching yeah. my head. I mean we really, were just talking yeah. about they yeah. didn't <laughs>
0: notice. we <laughs> I mean, were just talking about the uh, the Pro Bowl. Uh, uh, selections or whatever just got announced, and it's like pretty much just about every skilled player on the offense is either a you know starter or, a, right. or, or an alternate or whatever. And it's like so we we have like this uh, offensive unit full of bro bowlers, and somehow they just look like anemic half the time. It's it's bizarre. I mean, I- you have two you have two one thousand yard receivers. You have uh, you know Swifts having a career year. Uh, Hertz will have probably throw for like, what, like 4,000 yeah, yards or something? Yeah, he's
2: eclipse 4,000, yeah.
0: And they still just like come up short when it matters. It's just bizarre. Yeah, I mean, the offensive
2: play calling, obviously we, we've ranted about that in the city of Philadelphia pretty much all season. But also just the scheme. They just, they don't really have much of a scheme. They don't have a philosophy. They just line up. Yeah, it feels like a high school offense. Don't run any motion. Don't differentiate their formations too much. Don't run any really eccentric passing contests or exotic passing contests that make a defense think. It's just, Hey, we're going to run. If we get blitzed, what's Arizona blitzed more than I th- expected them to. I think Johnny Gans caught on a little bit that the Eagles don't know how to handle a blitz, but their, their number one reaction to if we get blitzed is we'll throw a screen pass. Right. Yeah. The, the one play that hurts did hang on in there against the blitz. Where Devontae just overthrew him, Devonte probably still should have caught that ball. Yeah, it's like where has that been all season? Right. Yeah. Just yeah. to put that on tape, so defenses have to at least respect it.
1: There's been no like comeback, and then bang, shoot back up the field routes at all. All the yeah, routes like, no, like, are just hot routes are just like to, you know. my nieces and nephews drew a picture where it's all just like spaghetti lines. Like it's all just <laughs> there's no there's no cuts. There's no anything. It's just a bunch of like we're gonna, we're gonna do that's a, a slam. disservice to spaghetti. I'm just saying, it's just like...
0: Spaghetti's better than this Eagles offense, man.
1: At least, yeah, I hear you, but like... Yeah, it's and just
0: I, it's like, I mean, it's like last year, they just like feasted off of, uh, you know, slants and like sluggo routes cut and routes. shit like that. Yeah. And it's just, that just in, has in not routes. been... And digs, right. yeah. Yeah, it just hasn't really been featured as much.
1: All they do are curl routes, screenplays, QB draws, and design QB runs. And go and routes. That's it. They, yeah.
0: And go routes.
2: They run four, they love a four verts. It's like that's me yeah. playing Madden. I know. I was just
1: gonna say that's like even here yeah. playing Madden. It's like fucking it, four birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone will be open to <laughs> it. Yeah, but it's just yeah, it's surprising if you told like you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to see that this time of year to be able to be like oh yeah, there's two thousand yard receivers, a thousand yard rusher for two years, it's wild. A, two are... years in a row to have the same kind of stats, but it does not show that on paper at all. I mean, yeah. going into the playoffs last year, like oh yeah, fuck it, like we're good to go. This year, I, the again. Similar to how, like, if those players come back on defense and can kind of gel a little bit, we might feel a little bit better that way. The frustrating part is that the offense has everybody there. Like, there's a chance that, yeah, this thing could explode, but it's been four weeks now of subpar offensive football it's been most of the season that you so, I think you're being too generous. Well, at least the first half of the season you can kind of blame the they defense. They were putting up some points, they but some they points. were never convincing. No, but you had AJ Brown with 150 yards or 125 with a touchdown in like four or six straight games. Like the team True. was moving the ball. We had red zone issues or we might have had turnover issues with Hurts that, you know, were unfortunate late in the game or midway through the game, but the offense moved, you know, maybe not scoring points all the time, but they did move up and down the field. Now they just so many three and outs, so many just weird plays, so many getting set. It's just mind boggling. It's frustrating, really, is what yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it,
2: it's very frustrating. It just goes back to what I was saying. The coach's priority, one of their biggest priorities, is to put the players in a position to succeed in the scheme, the system. Just none of it is working for the players. Mm-hmm. That's why you have players pissed off. That's why you have Devontae Smith getting hurt. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just, it's ridiculous. And I guess we can get to A.J. Brown. Right, like what he said because there was that talk of him just being upset with Sirianni, this all speculation that he's refusing to speak because he's just pissed off about the offense and what they're running and what they're doing. He came out today and essentially owned up to the Seattle loss saying, we kind of just freelanced at the end of the game. Nick Sirianni said that we were trying to draw a penalty to cover up for us. I don't really buy that. Maybe that's what he said. Maybe that's what Sirianni was actually thinking. But, like, I kind of – or no, I'm sorry. Maybe that's what actually happened, but I don't really believe it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think A.J. Brown has given us no reason to believe that he's a dishonest person or a, like, showboat kind of guy. The guy – people – he's a quiet person, for sure.
2: <laughs> he, th- he loves to blow up on the sidelines, though. For which sure, but it's a, it's a passionate the game. Light. The
1: guy is a, a perennial – Pro Bowl, All Pro type of player. I mean, when you're not getting the ball, of course you want to be able to contribute to win. That was his main point: was that he likes to win. And when yeah. you have been losing a lot, it's fucking frustrating. Cause we're three guys in a basement drinking beer, doing a podcast, saying how frustrating it is to have all that talent and can't score. I can't imagine being those guys with a thousand yards, being like, I, I get eighty yards, a, I get fifty yards a game, or I'm I'm blocking. That's fair. I'm blocking yeah. corners five times a game. Like that's not my job. I shouldn't be blocking. That's no offense. Like Lane. Dallas Goddard and Calcaterra and all Jack Stoll's job. I'm not supposed to be the one doing that shit, even though I'm husky as fucking. could block somebody, but but yeah, I
2: mean that that's the coaches putting him in that position.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I think he, I think that that was a great uh, professional move though by him to just come out, address the media, ease that tension. Philadelphia sports media loves to just make a story where there isn't one. Malata was like he literally took the whole team out for like a. Whatever oh, they wanted the escape room, room, room like, just you know, he, he's trying to get the team yeah. to stay together in a weird way. I guess that shit's kind of sucks. Like, have you maybe, guys ever done an escape? I room? was going to ask the same thing. No, Hell I no. haven't. I haven't. No, Fuck we should. No. We should have a podcast. Yeah, so, what do you mean? Should. Fuck no. Maybe we should do a team. If I'm a, i am mean, maybe us. Yeah, sure, we gotta like, bond, yeah, we got
0: to go bond. Yeah, uh, we need a pod uh, team building exercise. Let's tell, let's, tell,
1: let's, tell, let's see. Let's see how it shakes out for these birds. Are you to do anything like that at
0: work? Any kind of like weird like team building. A lot of axe Bullshit throwing like that. Yeah, you axe know what throwing? we should yeah, do. I feel like axe throwing is a big one. Here's what we need to do: laser tag. Oh hell yeah! Laser yeah. tag. Laser tag. Tag's Where can you bang. go? With laser tag around here? That's a good question. Do you yeah. remember Exilorama?
1: King of Prussia maybe. Like, uh, what was
0: Exilorama? It was like back on the. um It was. I think it was right outside the. I want to say the Echelon Mall. Yeah, that mall's still there. I mean, my barber were talking yeah, about that the other day. Yeah, it's like a dead. Yeah, like that's I, what he said. Ghost town. He said
2: the food court. There's like two restaurants. The rest is just vacant.
0: Yeah, that's but there used sight. to be. Uh, yeah, it was either Echelon Mall or Deptford Mall, but uh, Deptford Mall's popping still. Yeah, it's probably the Echelon Mall, but like, uh, there used to be this place that was called like Exilorama. That was like this like arcade thing kind of place, but they had like laser tag. It was cool. Yeah, I'll but, do that. Yeah.
2: I played laser tag a few years ago with a bunch of adults. It was fun as hell, man. I had a good time. I was I was sniping people. Yeah, it was <laughs> there fun. There needs to
0: be some kind of place because like, everybody hits is gone and I'm just, like I've been trying to Dude, did you see a while ago that like the number one of the number one like Google searches in Philly was for batting cages. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? And I was like, dude, I'm one of those people. <laughs> I was literally have Googled like where are the closest batting cages. <laughs> Cause like I haven't had a chance to do that. I was like, man, man. I, sometimes I just want to hit some fucking baseballs. Yo, yeah, everybody like, hits was
2: live too. Yeah, they would do shows like there a
0: lot too. Yeah, I remember one time I was there for like this fundraiser thing, and they just turned the machines oh, on. I for remember free I remember. I got Damn. video. You striking was, out? I was like, no, nah, I was doing pretty good though. <laughs> you lying i was pre- no i was literally i was the in there the truth is revealed i was in there the entire night <laughs> n- i was like just in the i wasn't really got am
1: late at night i why. just like
0: wasn't even like socializing or anything i was just in the batting cage all yeah right. oh, like, i remember i was like, there that day but i remember i was wearing like a dress shirt too and by the end of it like the armpits were totally like ripped like i completely ruined my shirt because <laughs> got- i was just sitting baseballs all night Damn. but like yeah dude there needs to be a place like I don't know. You're like in the city, or maybe just outside the city. That's got like you know, laser tags, batting cages, maybe some go karts. Like the that only kind batting of thing. cage I know is the city of South Pole like has
1: a batting cage. Wait, really? South Pole? Yeah, they got that I little was just batting there cage recently. out there yeah, uh, on the back end. I really? swear to God, it's I was just there indoors? a few weeks ago. It's outdoors. It's
2: outside. Well, I'm not just going in a batting cage when it's forty degrees. Well, not right now, yeah, but I'm just saying those I'm on. saying
1: the mm. literal closest one ever taught map wise is probably that one. I had no idea they had that.
2: Though. Me neither. Yeah. South Pole's all right. Yeah, I was there a I'm few just weeks saying.
1: ago. Yeah, it's cold out, so you know, I, I totally get it. But you know what I mean? You got some pff, trains all year round, Trevor. You got to get out there. Yeah,
2: true. But yeah, laser tag. So someone needs to like build a place for adults to go back and just play the games they played when they were kids. We're talking laser tag. We're talking bowling. We're talking pinball. You know what I'm saying? like I love a good mm. arcade game like that. We're Doing talking Papa shot. Basically What's Dave and Buster Like where you shoot the basketball. Oh, like a little
1: arcade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basketball. like we're talking yeah, okay.
2: Dave and Busters, but they also need to have laser tag, man.
1: A little air hockey though.
2: Yo, I'm my air hockey game's nice. Yo, we do need to have a podcast night at the arcade. <laughs> Hell yeah. take our, our, ski ball. Our, I love our, ski ball too. Yo, ski ball's hard. I'm I'm not the best at ski ball, I will admit. I like
1: <laughs> ski ball. Yeah, but you do that at garage. You know what I mean? Little yeah, escape the room thing. I get it, but oh, my only point though is that The media likes to paint A.J. Browns. just like, oh, man, it's being a little whiny Brad, this and that. No, he's just, everyone's frustrated. But that, to me, shows more so that there is no true leader in the locker room. Jalen Hurts can say what he wants at the podium, but there's a lot of pent-up tension in this locker room or frustration that, you know, we've seen Eagles teams prior when they were going Super Super Bowl runs or playoff runs, and they kind of never let that show. And this team has been exposed a lot that way where you've let the media now Kind of write their own narrative of these guys in locker room. Mm-hmm. Is it the players? Is it the coaches? The coaches aren't like that's that's not good. Go, there's no, you're not united then going into the playoffs, which is a recipe for disaster.
2: So I guess moving forward, what do you think happens? Suppose what what seems likely to happen is they'll go in as the five seed. Maybe they win against the NFC South winner and they lose in the next round. Let's say that that happens. That seems like it's most likely. I would think they can beat the NFC South winner, Mm -hmm. but you never know with this team. But assuming that's what happens at the end of the year, they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. It's a disappointing season. What do you think happens as far as, like, coaching staff? What do you think most players are going to be back except the ones that are probably retiring or free agents? But in terms of coaching staff, in terms of management, like, what happens?
0: I mean, I think, uh, you know, obviously, I mean, you can say what you want about Sirianni, and I see a lot of people are, are, like, kind of pissed off at him right now, but, like, realistically, like, he's not going anywhere. Like, yeah. He's, he's yeah. made the playoffs each year. He's been here. Um, As far as the rest of the coaching staff, I mean, I think on the defense, they need to just clean house. I like, I mean, that is just a poorly coached unit, top to bottom. Obviously, they, they have no answer right now as the – for the defensive play caller, I think they definitely need to bring someone else in. And even just like the other, you know, coaches underneath that tree, I think need to be replaced too. The offense is where it gets kind of like tricky. Like, I mean, I wouldn't really be as much as people have been complaining about Brian Johnson. I wouldn't really be surprised if he was back. Um, But like, I don't know. I mean, what I would, what I would like is for them just to bring in like a new offensive coordinator. Who's going to just, be, like, running their offense, which I think, like, obviously, like, Nick Sirianni's whole thing is he's an offensive coach. Like, he wants to, like, run the offense. But it's, like, at this point, we've seen, like, before he handed off the play calling to Steichen, and then after he kind of, like, took it back over, like, he's not literally calling the plays, but it's back to, like, you know. I feel like I've seen enough of the Nick Sirianni offense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just, like, the overall scheme that, like, I just, I don't know. I just want like some fresh eyes and just let Sirianni handle all the, you know, all the interpersonal stuff and everything else that a head coach does. Yeah. But like, I want to see a new offense. I don't. I'm not confident that's going to happen. But
1: I think they got to gut everybody, like you said, except for Sirianni. I think Sirianni does stay. I think he's mm-hmm. more. I mean, is a good coach this year. I think he was an excellent coach last year, but. Could be exposed by the coordinators that he had last year, uh, but I think they need to gut every corner every OC defensive coordinator assist. Everybody's got to go. I mean, this year we kind of, after all that came out, that Gannon kind of like you know did the whole shitty thing and we lost out on Vic Van, or yeah Vic Vangio was yeah, it yep. Um, so this is kind of like a past job at defense where high hopes for Desai. He had a great year with Seattle uh, with those young bucks over there, and they looked decent. Nothing too super impressive, though, I will say, and not enough to come back. Again, with this talent, you have a lot of rookies and young guys. You gotta. This is your one chance because if, if you have one more year with Desai and it doesn't work out, well, now you've wasted two years of these guys' careers, and now a th- second coach comes in, they're in their third year, like, do it now. Get it quick. Get it over with. Rip the band off. Clear house. Don't give Patricia another shot. I would get rid of everybody and everybody on the offense. Mm-hmm. Everybody, except, uh,
2: j- except Jeff Stoutland.
1: Well, uh, okay, I'm talking, obviously Stoutland's yeah, a stable guy.
2: Uh, hello. Else, yeah, yeah. The,
0: the two guys whose jobs are 100% secure are Jeff Stoutland
1: and uh, Dom DeCentro. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, not go Stoutland, I just met people that are involved in, he does the running, uh, you know, the running assistant game, stuff. Yeah, but obviously yeah. he's been fine. He had back-to-back 1,000-yard rushers behind his O-line. So I'm not too concerned with him. But anything related to the pass, Brian Johnson, I think is ass. I think he shouldn't even deserve a coordinator job anywhere else right now. He needs to take a year off and recontemplate shit. Maybe look at accounting or other shit like that. <laughs> uh I don't maybe, know. Football's his back If you're uh, telling me that, along with, uh, you were an office, Yo, office Miles Jack. Jack came he's back. He's playing. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh, fuck, dude. Like he, he, probably, he saw what was going yeah, down. He, he said, he, "Fuck this shit."
2: Yep, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. He saw in preseason. He was just thinking, "Yeah, you know what." This ain't it. This team's going to be a dumpster fire this year. I'm going to quote-unquote retire Become and then end up back plumber. with the Steelers.
1: He said, this team looks like shit. I'm going to be a plumber. And then quit the shit. Yeah, anyway, I, I just think that uh, they need a fresh off. Honestly, I think they need a more mature offensive coordinator because I think Sirianni could benefit. I know he wants to still do some offensive play calls and things like that, but I think he would benefit from a, not saying bring this guy in, Frank Reich, but a more veteran leader, maybe a former player, to kind of help calm that nerve, keep him a little more composed. I'd like to see Sirianni be more of a head coach, to Trevor's point, and less of a fanatic and a fan. Love the passion. I love it. When we're, when you're ain't you know, whatever you want. You want to fucking high-five the fans and go crazy, cool. But he hasn't really been able to kind of keep the team together after these back-to-back runs like that. And I think that that just shows a lack of maturity. And I think he can benefit from a more savvy... Offensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator, I don't know who they get. There's a lot of teams out there that are going to have new head coaches and they're going to be picking everybody apart. Um, So an early playoff exit would benefit the job hunt, but I think everybody below Sirianni has to go.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually right there with you. I think that... If, if anything, the last few weeks have kind of shown us that Matt Patricia is not coming back.
1: No. Nah. If not there's
2: not. one positive, if there is a silver lining, we know he's not going to be the D Him, coordinator. nor is pencil. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> on
1: mm. the on a plastic sheet. That's what cracks <laughs> me up. He doesn't have any paper out there. It's so What's stupid. You write what a, it's <laughs> just for show.
2: <laughs> yeah, so he's not coming back. I think if you start looking at like the defensive positions and their their coaches, whoever is coaching our secondary – has done a horrible job Terrible if you have job. guys like pointing the finger, like we said before. Yeah. If there's no leader in, like, as far as a player in your secondary, the coaches have to take over. They haven't. Mm-hmm. Whoever's coaching our linebackers, they haven't had much talent to work with, but should be a little better. You know what I mean? The defensive line that should be really good. I get it. Some of these guys are gassed. Um, who's our defensive line coach? He's that pitcher. He's Kumar Rocker's dad. The God, big I don't dude. Know. Yeah. He's like Harold a Rocker, guy. I think his name He's is. He's been here for a little while, though. But yeah, his message might not be getting through. He might need to go pitch or be his son's pitching coach or something. Not getting the job done. Offensively, Stoutland stays. Wide receivers coach, I don't think he stays. You hear A.J. Brown saying, Yeah, we were freelancing. Right. While the wide receiver coach has to reel these guys in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, goes you're to Sirianni, too.
1: Again, though, if you're a wide receiver coach at heart, how are you done? Well, that's who, yeah. You should be stepping in for that. Then you got a, a you know, potential Hall of Famer type of wide receiver in AJ Brown.
2: Oh, he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And yeah. you have
1: a, you know, All Pro perennial guy on the precipice of that with Devontae Smith. You're wasting these guys' careers. You're wasting the end tail end of you know mid to late years of AJ Brown and the prime years of Devontae Smith. Why? What you? That's your bread and butter. Yeah. And you can't. And you got Julio Jones. Shout out to him for getting two touchdowns. Yeah, but, like, they goddamn, the Julio game you literally too. have, like, it just it makes no sense. But, yeah, I think they got to get. They got to. Everybody's got to. Everyone's on the child block except for mm-hmm. Sirianni and yeah. Stouten, obviously.
2: Yeah, so I, I won't go through all the offense positions. I think the running back coach, I think Jamal Singleton, he's done a pretty good job. Um, Stouten's done fine. Which I don't even know see. who the tight end coach is. I don't really feel any type of way about him.
1: I think Goddard's, I think the tight end position doesn't really need, I don't think that's hinder. Hind, I think it's more so just the offensive play callers have to go, the defensive play callers have to go. When you get down to like positional shit. Some of those position coaches need to go. Secondary but not for sure, does. but tight end, like Goddard, you know what I mean? Like the tight ends do decent. I think they could ebb and flow with whoever's in there. Yeah. Uh, Goddard's still going to be a kind of Pro Bowl perennial kind of guy. Uh not too worried about him. There's only so much he can really do, especially right. with these routes that they're running out here anyway.
2: Yeah, no other good tight ends. He's the only one.
1: Right. Defense, every single person. I mean, linebacker coach, you could throw that on not enough players, but you need to get rid of everybody. Bring in some, I think veteran leadership go a long way yeah, uh, from I think a coaching they need, perspective. Br- they,
2: they need to bring in advisor types, yeah. right? Well, we need to bring in a defensive coordinator that knows experience, but offensively, yeah, we should definitely bring in a new offensive coordinator, but also need to bring in some sort of advisor. Could be um, Frank Wright. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, him and Sirianni have that connection. I don't really know who else is available out there right now. I guess Joe Brady. You'll see but more But I more don't really uh, want him. Josh McDaniel, I don't really want.
1: Hell no. no yeah, but
2: don't. like what I'm saying is they need like a veteran that's kind of established that has run a decent offense or two. It's not Josh McDaniel though, by any means.
1: Stale. I Well, who's the cat that just got fired from? The thing is, a lot of head coaches that like, have been getting canned left and right. You got the guy Brandon Staley from Chargers, who at least at oh, least... Sirianni's going to try to bring
2: Could him be... in as coordinator. Gonna...
0: I wouldn't. I mean, for a defensive coordinator, I wouldn't be like it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. He's I mean, he's an definitely asshole. not having a, a dog shit head coach, but
1: again, younger guys, so maybe not. I don't know. I I would love to bring in like an old head. Because this defense, bring back
2: Jim Schwartz. Like we're we're not. I Jim wish Schwartz he'll back. get a head coaching job after yeah. this
1: season. But I just think that defensively, you do better with a, you know, Dan Quinn kind of older fashioned kind of aggressive, especially with the way that we have this defense built up to be. Um, it's in the front seven, not the back.
2: Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the defensive. Not not to get too far into, like, off season things, but the defensive philosophy needs to change from the, the top, right? Yeah. So we talked about a couple of weeks ago that they just consistently devalue the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. You know who the two best teams mm-hmm. in the NFL are? The 49ers. Baltimore. And the Baltimore Ravens. You know what they have? Great linebacker. Really corner. good linebackers.
1: I won a queen, too, when he came out of LSU. I liked him a lot. I mean, we
2: were talking about him in training camp before yep. he extended with them. Yep. Like So that's one thing that needs to change is this isn't so much coaching, but it's Howie and, um what do you call it, Jeffrey Lurie realizing, hey, we've devalued this position for years, but you know what? Really good teams have really good linebackers, so you, we don't need to overpay for the position, but we can't go in here thinking Nick Morrow and Zach Cunningham, guys we're picking up in training camp are right. going to be the answer.
1: You can't rely on free agents alone. I mean, you've built – the defense right now you had what two or three secondaries in the rookie rookies in the secondary. Two or three. Up front from the D line, it's I don't really count Nolan Smith as a linebacker. And Kobe D didn't shake out the way you wanted him to, but I think you got to go out there and get you know whether it's in late first round or early second. That's the move to go. You still got a great receiving core. You should keep Swift. Your old line's looking decent, but they've been finding those guys in the third, fourth round, and Stoutland can make them turn into pro bowlers. Yeah, you got to go out there in first, second round and get yourself a nice big linebacker, ASAP, and then you can bring in the support cast of a like savvy vet like you know Cunningham or Morrow or whoever else you want to bring in to help coach those guys up. But yeah, we haven't really had a go linebacker like that since Jordan Hicks. Yeah, exactly. And then we let him go. And that was ten, almost ten years <laughs> yeah. ago,
2: like we said before. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, looking at the off season after we get eliminated mercifully, hopefully it's sooner than later. That That's the biggest thing I feel like needs to change. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, man. I don't think I really have a whole lot else on the I don't Eagles. even know if it's even worth doing predictions. Mm-hmm. We
1: got to wrap it up, I guess, since we've done yeah, the Yeah, let's wrap it so up. Far. So, yeah,
2: Eagles-Giants. Uh, what is the line on this game? I don't have it written down. I think it was Eagles minus six. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Which is... I haven't looked at it. Kind of makes sense. I mean, a couple of weeks ago when we played the Giants, it was Eagles minus 14. Yeah. And they, so they, they Vegas also is...
0: could be trying to arrest some guys. We don't really know. Vegas is getting smarter. Personally,
2: I don't care what happens in this game. People get hurt. and Well, no, I don't want them to be hurt for next season, <laughs> actually. I don't want them to be hurt for their careers or for their money or for whatever it may be. So, yeah, but people could get hurt. It's that MetLife field. Um I would keep an, a close eye on the Cowboys game if I'm the Eagles and if the Cowboys are up 21 to nothing at the half, then you sit all your guys mm-hmm. at the half and that's that. Get ready, get well. Hope you can make some noise in the playoffs. I do think that the Giants win. It's because the Eagles might not have anything to play for after halftime. I've got it. Giants outright, 24 19. We get the five seed and we face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: I'm gonna go with twenty-seven, twenty-four. It's so hard to pick who I think is gonna get that score, though, in the win or loss. I'm gonna go twenty-seven, twenty-four. Eagles. I gotta go Eagles, and I'm only gonna say that because I feel like as though could go first half. Maybe the offense has a little bit of a like buzz. They're up, you know, seventeen to I don't know ten or whatever. Um, second half, I think no matter what. Maybe like a preseason kind of game, maybe the third quarter a little bit. I think we see a lot of Mariota. They find a way to get you know a couple more points, so it makes it twenty-seven. Okay. Um, but I think twenty-seven, twenty-four birds.
0: Uh, I'll go twenty-four, twenty-one Eagles.
2: Damn, y'all picking us still
0: after that debacle? It's like it's uh, still the
1: Giants. Well, I mean, it was the Cardinals. Yeah, right. I don't know. Blind loyalty at this point. It's just you know, I can't be mad at you. All right. All right. We guess that is about wraps up yeah, the birds. we're, we're done. I, yeah. Yeah. I that's... don't have anything else to say about that. we talked about the birds that we just ended with a solemn, just <laughs> breaking noise. <laughs> yeah. 27 24. None I think of, the birds are going to win for this the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pour
2: one out. In Trevor's basement.
1: <laughs> no, they're
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, So, what else do you want to move on to? I guess the, um, not too much. I mean, the fires. Yeah, kind of a step uh, back here. I'm rocking rough a road yeah. the flyer. trip. The you know the, the dreaded Disney on ice road trips always mm. always tough for whatever reason, all the way on the west coast. Started off with a great win against the Canucks. They did like yeah, Bulldoz. Yeah. Um yeah, like a another shorthanded goal. They were just uh completely outplaying them. That was that was fun to watch.
2: The best offensive team in the league, yeah.
0: Yeah, we were uh, here
1: for that game, no? Yeah, that yeah, was after their score Yeah, I remember I went home
0: and listened to the end on the radio. I was yeah. like, "Damn, this game's lit." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, after that, pretty pretty rough. They got uh, they lost in what was it? They lost in overtime against the uh, Detroit. No, nah, no, nah, yeah. it was out west. It was uh, the Kraken.
2: Mm. Oh, right? They lost right. to Dave, Dave Haxall. Oh my oh. god, that guy! And then they lost to the Flames on New Year's Eve, which. I was in bed. Yeah, no one was on no one was Yeah, watching. we were all pissed off about the Eagles. We didn't give a damn about oh, the Flyers. No, no all, disrespect,
1: Flyers. I was tripping on shrooms. I didn't see that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm a, I don't know. And but, then uh,
2: uh, most recently, they got smoked by the Oilers. Yeah, yeah. I watched some of that game. Connor McDavid is... Uh, that yeah, guy yeah. is insane, Dirty. dude.
0: Yeah, hopefully he'll finally be able to escape the uh, Edmonton Oilers. I think he's a free agent after this year. So,
1: um, yeah. Hmm. But um but they come home to the uh Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets Yo, tomorrow. are going to the game yeah, tomorrow? Be yeah, at the game tomorrow. Be I'm not. Damn. he <laughs> will <laughs> be at the game. So, hopefully they whip it back into gear, you know, take the top uh Philly sports team back from getting out, you know, we'll see what yeah. they do. Um, Looking forward to it. First game of the year. They'll probably lose since I'm there, but. Uh, yeah, the Blue
0: Jackets are. Yeah, the Blue Jackets very, are, very bad. They're an abject disaster, you know, man.
1: I'm just saying. Yeah.
2: Yo, what I will so s- are the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I will say is that the Flyers schedule does kind of soften up a year a little bit. They've got some home games, which notably, I think I heard this um, on the PHLY Flyers podcast last night. The Flyers. <laughs> Their, their power play on the road is three for fifty six.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's like, horrible. Ass. Even if like if their if their power play was just kind of like even just even if it was just a bad power play, that would be okay. But it's like the worst it's power like historically play, like dude. Yeah, like it's that's a point four
2: percent on the road. Like, yeah. overall for this season, they're 10.8, so that tells you that their home power plays a lot better, but still nothing to write home about. Yeah. But yeah, how are you f- Just, three for duh. 56? That's they're, bad. You would think you would luck
0: into a goal. I know. Especially in
1: hockey. Yeah. Yeah, they do it just so pure... often during the regular like regular time before but without a yeah, penalty Yeah, even if, even
0: if like you can't move the puck around well and you don't have a good system set up. Even if you're just taking point shots, like you'd think S- at one some point a few those are going to deflect it yeah. or yeah. something. But just, yeah, they just can't get anything going. All I'll say is next year, Cutter Gauthier. Yo, he's been pucking. Yeah. The, the, uh,
2: instead of uh, saying hooping. Ju- <laughs> well, hold up. Puckin'. We got to introduce everyone in my vernacular. So, when someone's balling in, in football, you say he's balling. When someone's playing well in basketball, you say he's hooping. So, my vernacular, when someone's playing well in hockey, you say he's
0: pucking. <laughs> yeah, that so makes he, sense. It's he, consistent. Color Gauthier has been pucking in junior Yeah, I think he's got. He I think he's leading the whole tournament in points. Yeah, I think I was, he's been, He's been racking up assists, too, yeah, I think which I is all nice he to see. Has cause, nine assists. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the one knock against him is like, well, he has this amazing shot, but it's like he's going to be a... You know, being able to play center in the NHL and distribute and be a playmaker. And it seems like he's answering that a little bit. I mean, World Juniors, is I mean, those kind of tournaments, it's kind of hard to take things away from him because, like, all of a sudden he's playing on a line with, like, the best of whoever, you know, I guess other players in the – you know, he's on the United States team. But, um, but, yeah, it's good to see. He's He's definitely made some impressive plays. I'm looking forward to seeing him up here next year. If not during the – could potentially come uh, come up for a playoff run. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll come up. I was going to say you don't think we're making the playoffs. Yeah, they very well could, but I, I don't. I don't know if he's going to, um, you know, join us because he, he's probably going to go pretty far in the uh, college playoffs and all that kind of stuff. But
1: yeah, more important than the NHL playoffs for sure. Yeah, the right. Frozen Four, baby,
2: <laughs> Boston College. Hey, ma'am. Well. Back to like what I was saying before, is their schedule does lighten up, so I think their playoff chances are going to get a nice little boost. Play the Blue, Jack- Blue Jackets tomorrow, you'll all be there. Then on Saturday, they play the Flames at 1 o'clock. That's a West Coast team playing an early game. The Flames, even though they did beat us, aren't great, you know what I mean? Then Monday, play the Penguins at home, who we've already talked about them on this podcast. Mm-hmm. They look kind of washed, don't look particularly great and then they get the canadians looking ahead to next wednesday also at home yeah. so they've got a home stand yeah, here nice where home they play stand, nice home stretch. they've for a while they were playing better on the road but i think it's fair to say that most teams are going to play better at home and they've got this nice little home stand here to make up for the disney on, the cursed disney on ice road yeah. trip yeah disney can kiss my ass on broad street <laughs> yeah. but uh put that shit somewhere else i mean disney in general not even just Oh, uh, yeah. Not even just Disney on ice. I just I don't particularly dig on Disney. But my point being is that the Flyers have an opportunity here to make up some ground against not great competition. I kind of think that they do. Power play probably doesn't get it together, but... Maybe that home crowd cool can get some of the guys I just, playing yeah, well again.
0: I just, the home crowd just,
1: is always a fun crowd to be behind too. I just remember
0: there was a very funny uh, Torts moment. Um, I think it was after the. Oh, I do. I know what you're talking. about. He was after the Calgary game or the one before that when he, he, there, he's in like the scrum and this one reporter. I, I don't know who it was, but he was like, so. Um, there's some pretty uh, impressive play from uh, Tyson Forster, and he starts saying, and then Torres is like, not really. <laughs> it's just like, no, he actually wasn't playing that well. <laughs> yeah, Torres is the man, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's about it. Mish, uh, Mishkov's been back for a couple weeks now. He's been looking good. I haven't been following you know? him. Okay. Um, I don't know if we really talked about him at all last week, but... I don't think so. He's on a pretty... Pretty incredible season in the cage. I think there people are saying that his uh, for a draft plus one season, his like points per game is like uh, like like blowing out the record. Really, like, I shit. think he's averaging like point like eight five or something, really? something like that. Jeez. And like I, I think, think like the hit. pre like the next one down is I forget who it is, but uh, or who it was or whatever is like. .73 or something Damn. like that. It's like he's just like really, really impressive for, uh, you know, draft plus one year. So somebody say this kid. He, he's about to
2: be pucking, dude. Yeah. He already is pucking. He'll be <laughs> pucking for the Orange and puckin Black. In Russia. <laughs> Represent. How do you
1: say pucking in Russian? Three years. I don't know if it's a d- direct translation. <laughs> no, nah, we can find it. We got to do some research. They, they probably cool. have, we'll have some vernacular like yeah. mine, dude. Yeah,
0: something like that. But, you know, good things ahead for the Flyers. We'll see. So I guess we can move on to. We can hit the Phillies real quick. Oh uh, yeah, we haven't really hasn't been much to they talk about there. But
2: Chris Sale signed in with the Bra- or trade, the Braves traded for him. Yeah, they traded Marquise Grissom, or no, 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 Marquise Grissom. I think is his dad.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds like an Marquise old...
2: Grissom was he was an OG man. He was <laughs> nice. I used to play with him in um, whatever it was before MLB the show. He was nice. <laughs> but they traded his son to the Red Sox for Chris Sale. Y'all mm. remember Chris Sale, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. he's on the. Yeah, he was on like the White Sox. Mm. He was really great. He was on the Red Sox for a while too.
0: Yeah, so definitely past his prime. But I mean, it's a good depth starter for them. Uh, I don't think it really moves the needle. Mm-mm. He's uh, he
2: was thirty five last year. He's he's older than me. Damn, and uh, he's dealt with a bunch of injuries. He was six and five with a four three e r a and his uh fip his fielding pres- or his fielding independent pitching was three point eight which was the worst of his career. They can have him yeah, I'm glad they gave up a a a prize prospect for him too, no less. I don't really understand their off season
1: i don't yeah, I don't know, but I'll take it, yeah,
2: I'll I'm like not it. mad about yeah, it, I'll yeah, take it whatever. But the other Phillies note I had, I don't think I put this in the rundown, I added this late to my notes, was uh, apparently the Phillies have increased their scouting in Japan. Even though they aren't going to get Yamamoto, they did offer him $300 million. Mm-hmm. So, like, they are serious about picking up some Japanese pitcher. I don't, I'm probably going to butcher this guy's name. Shota Imanaga. Oh, I did pretty good. Mm. How about me? That well, sounds all right. We don't know if you did good or not. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I sound, guy, it sounded yeah. nice. Yeah. I think that sounds good it's from playing a lot of video games with Japanese people, I guess. Not playing with them, but Japanese characters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, guess, I don't even know why I just said that. <laughs> yeah. Whatever.
1: I, so I hope we got the hand. you like, not playing
2: with them, but... But whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, he was seven and five with a two six six ERA and a one point oh one walks hits per innings pitched in the Japanese league. That seems pretty good.
1: Yeah, it seems good to me. I mean, I don't know who he's, yeah. you know, pitching against stat yeah. wise, but Whatever. he's pitching against the same guys
2: <laughs> Yamamoto pitching against, I believe.
1: All right, well, I'll yeah, take yeah. that. That sounds good. I don't know if we got to offer them three hundred million, but no, nah, I don't think maybe. Well, he's a little older than Yamamoto. Yamamoto.
2: He's thirty. Yeah, Yamamoto's right. like twenty six, I believe. Hmm.
1: Well, you know, if they got some scouts over there and looking at these guys that they uh, want to play with in Philadelphia, then I think that's a good thing they should be they should be looking to do.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I think, <laughs> what do we need? We have Nola, Wheeler. Wheeler.
1: Suarez, Suarez should be back healthier. We have Ranger. Uh, what's the other one? Why Walker? am I drawing a blank? Walker. Yeah, Walker Donald will be Walker, back Suarez. even though he
2: was on Twitter talking shit at the end of the year.
1: Uh, who's that young buck that came in at the playoffs but then did pretty good?
2: Oh, uh, Chris Sanchez.
1: No, no. The dude... The reliever? Is, huh? Kerkering? Kerkering. Kerkering. Well, oh, he's not, yeah, a, star- yeah. he's not yeah. a, a, a starting pitcher. Yeah, I think I guess, they man.
2: still kind of need like a number five slash like quasi six starter. Painter
1: so- won't really be back. No, Painter's,
2: he's if he's back, he'll be at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah right.
1: Probably miss the yeah, they need, they need one
2: more. Yeah, so maybe it's Imanaga. We'll see. He'd be the, the most famous Japanese Philadelphian.
1: That'd be a good call out to do it yeah. in... January 3rd, to call out a relatively unsung Japanese pitcher.
2: Hey, I'm going there. He will become the most famous Philadelphian Japanese player. Yeah, right? We talked about right. this. Yeah, the, no, the no,
0: no nice. yeah. it's not,
1: a, it's not a particularly high bar, no, I but think, uh, he can yeah, do no. it. I think he will. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, think, I, think, I think he's got right. it in him.
2: No other Philly team. The Eagles, like the Sixers never had anyone Japanese. There are some Japanese players in the NBA. I, I don't think there's a single Japanese eagle. player in the NHL. No, it's like NHL. there is. What's that guy Suzuki on the Canadiens? He's he's kind of Jap. He's part Japanese, I remember.
1: Yeah, I mean nothing on the Flyers though at least, and nothing yeah, on the Birds.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Imanaga man, come home.
1: That's all I got. <laughs>
0: <laughs> come home to Philadelphia. Come home
1: the furthest. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I like that Intel. We'll so, see.
0: I, I'm sure they'll make some kind of move before uh, the they season got starts.
1: To. Well, the fact that they were going to throw 300 mil at Yamamoto, at least they got they're
0: serious about it. Yeah. Yeah. they got
1: money out there in the bank, they're ready to shell out. So throwing that money around. Yeah. And yeah. worst case scenario, you bank on Snell. Isn't he still out there? Mm. They like I know we might not be biggest fans, but worst case scenario, they would probably pull the trigger on. I mean, a guy there's like a reason
2: him. he's still out there. Everyone's skeptical.
1: Yeah. Which but I am, too. I think that about closes out the fills, though.
0: Yeah, and not really much else to, to talk about there. But the Sixers, drill and bead comes back. Casually uh, throws it with triple-double, 31 yep. points. Does not play the fourth quarter again. Crazy. I, that boy, good dude. He's yeah, he's good. So he's 15th pretty good.
1: Game in a row now, fourteenth game,
0: fifteenth. Uh, I think. I think it's the fifteenth. I, I lost count because
1: I think that I think Kareem had seventeen in a row.
2: Yeah, he's approaching the so record. So he's
1: close to Kareem. I think Wilt had.
2: No, I think Kareem's got the record.
1: Kareem does have the yeah,
2: record. Yeah, I think maybe him and Will are tied, but he's probably gonna break that record.
1: Oh, him and Kareem, I think are tied or at least off by one. But Wilt did his and like. 63 games, or they have his are like they have like an even smaller bracket of what he did, gotcha. in there, but I think it gonna be I mean, he's still gonna do it, whatever. But uh, unreal, Un- yeah, they missed <laughs> him.
2: Clearly, the team missed him.
1: Well, all those games that they lost while he was away, they didn't get blown out. It was like, yeah, if it be played, those were those are wins right there, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I think the one thing that Nick Nurse has really done is he's just made them such more of like a fluent offense mm-hmm. with Embiid, but certainly we even saw without him. The game, Maxie yeah. scored 42. They put up 130-some points on the Houston Rockets, which is one of the best defenses in the league. They, they made it look easy. Um, but with Embiid, certainly you see like his game just has so much more of an element because teams have to respect him when he's on the perimeter. If he's down low, they're going to double-team him, or they might try to double-team him. He's mm-hmm. going to kick it out. Even him running a fast break.
1: Oh, yeah! Back in the day,
2: I used to dread it. You'd see Embiid grab a rebound and start dribbling up court oh, yeah. in traffic. Oh, and it's just, oh, man, this is going to be a turnover. Be the turn now over. he runs a fast break and gets out of his hands, and we saw a bunch yesterday. Yep. Wide open threes because of it. Yeah. He's
1: getting those assist numbers up, which is good to see that way because he gets the ball out to an effective shooter or to someone that's actually open. I mean, Ubre had 13 points in the first quarter. Yeah. yeah, He I had mean, some
0: nice assists last yeah. night. Like, yeah, The no it- look yeah yeah look to toby the first yeah. assist in the dunk spot yeah that was wild i mean it's crazy that he's been able to add that to his game i mean every year he's just somehow is able to add something else and uh you know you never really thought it was going to be you know the distributing like that it just you know i don't know i just never, thing, I never thought i was going to see that but yeah he just somehow just gets better and better every year it's wild i like, think he like watched fine th-
1: wine
2: I think he watched Jokic go on his playoff run, and yeah, was like thinking, I "Yeah, I
0: can do that." And then he just went out and started doing. <laughs> he, it. he he just he just went on YouTube and Googled white people passing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's so funny, man! When he first came in the NBA, when he said, "Yeah," everyone asked him, "How'd you learn how to shoot like that? You can shoot like that in college." I just went on YouTube and looked up white people shooting. <laughs> He's the man, dude. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Like, I mean, we—I feel like we do really uh, take him for granted. Like, I'm just like hoping it lasts as long as it can. Because, I mean, once you know, at some point in a few years, we're gonna turn on the TV and there's gonna just be some guy playing center, just like a, you know, like a Jonas Valanciunas or yeah, even like, like a, a Nurkic type, which yeah, is, yeah. who are fine players. Yeah, but, but it's just right. like not. What we're seeing is just, like, generational and special and, like, I don't know. I mean, it sucks that we haven't had the playoff success that we'd like to, but it's just, like, after every once in a while, you have to, like, take a step back and be like, holy shit. appreciate the greatness of this player. Yeah. Yeah, Seven-foot
1: center doing absolute bonkers shit on the court consistently. Yeah. I mean, this is, like, I don't know. This is
2: four years in a row that he's just been at an MVP level and has gotten better every one of those four years.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this rate looks like, I mean, if he's able to... To get the games in, it's his award to lose.
1: Yeah, and stay healthy, knock on wood. I mean, the guy – I mean, he hasn't – except for his time off the court, he hasn't given anybody a reason not to get that award again so far. I mean, his campaign is coming on strong, big time. Uh, You know, the potential to beat that record is definitely there, especially when he's gotten these 14 games in a row. I feel like 10 of those he hasn't played the fourth quarter. So, like, he's going to –
0: He's well rested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you see last night in his little like post game interview. No, right? he it was like funny. I gotta you know, sometimes kick out of you it's... know you gotta pad the stats. Yeah. It's good to yeah. pad the stats. He's yeah. <laughs> like, yes, you, you know, stats
2: only matter when you win. But sometimes you do want to pad <laughs> them. That was funny. And I got to kick out of play. that. Yeah, Troel. Yeah, he's he's the man, dude. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to have him back. The team certainly missed his presence offensively, defensively. You could tell Maxie was Really oh, glad yeah. to have him back. Maxley was playing much more freely. Yep. Toby, I mean, Toby was playing pretty well the last couple weeks without him, but Toby was playing pretty good. Kelly
0: Oubre really felt his yep. impact. Um,
1: Batum was a starter, uh, yesterday, too. on the court, yeah. So
0: they had like with uh, Embiid and Oubre both playing, they haven't lost a game yet. So they, they both yeah. stay healthy, man. Yeah, we're, they, they can finals bound, be yep. Yes, sir. <laughs>
2: But, um, what did I have on the Sixers here?
1: I think to your point though, Avery too were like as a joke, you were like, Oh yeah, he probably looked at like Jokic in the playoffs and getting the championship and be like, Oh I can do that. I feel like it wasn't so much of like I can do that, more of like I need to do this. Because you That's can a see the, yeah. you can see the team in the playoffs that we've been the last couple of years, like if he's not in there, the team relied so much on all right, we need to facilitate through and B," but now he's made defenses have to respect everybody on the court because he's been able to find Last year... That's a very good point. There were so many passes where he would, like, shoot in the corner and nobody would even be there. It's like, what the... F- but now that he's perfected or at least refined his passing accuracy, it's incredible. And yeah. they did build a good team around them with shooters and other guys that can shoot the three and all that shit. But I think to your point and, and Trevor's point, too, like, yeah, he, he watches... YouTube videos or, like, weird videos or VHS <laughs> tapes of Khalimo, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon to, like, and just do it. <laughs> he d- But to learn – I mean, what he did, he was like, yeah, it's all on my Euro step. But, like, yeah, he just is a sponge. And he probably was like, if I'm – I got my MVP, if I'm going to get to the promised land, I have to elevate my game again. And he's done it year over year. And he those are things that you need to do as a championship caliber player. And I think that, you know, all – He's done his job yeah. so far, at least in that aspect.
2: Yeah, now it's on Daryl Morey to do his, right? Yeah. So the big NBA trade went down. I guess it was New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. OG Ananobi traded from the Raptors to the Knicks. With, I won't get into like everyone that won in that trade.
1: R.J. Barrett, that was the big yeah, one, R. J. Right? Yeah, R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly, Maxie's
2: boy. Him and Maxie played in Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky. together. And R.J. Barrett uh, goes back to Canada. Yeah, he goes home. But yeah, OG Ananobi goes to the Knicks. He was our, if not probably the most um, targeted six, like trade target for the Sixers, certainly among them. So like, what do you all think that means for the Sixers now? I mean, he would have been a great fit. I wouldn't have done it for the amount that they ended up giving up and wouldn't have been crazy about extending him after this year since he's an expiring contract. But do you
1: all think there's another move out there? I think there's always a move out there. Before the deadline, obviously. I think that it at least is a... Okay, now that someone poked a hole in the dam for Toronto, where teams that are like, oh, we're going to sell these guys, and then sometimes they get to the thing or they win like five games in a row and then they end up not trading anybody, where now kind of anybody on that team is available. I know that there's rumors of Siakam going to you know the Lakers and all that shit, but I think that that would be... You have a good person to run that campaign with and beating him, being that they're both from... Uh, wherever they're from. Cameroon. Cameroon. Yeah. So you got that connection. I think he would fit well on this team. Plus yeah. you got the Nick Nurse connection. Obviously not needed uh, for a player like that, but could be enticing at least. Could be an interesting move. Uh, a, a deadly potential lethal move, you know, if you bring him on. They have to give up a decent amount, but I don't know. I don't know who who would be the next big target for them, but I don't think yeah. it really hurts so no one that really, more. like, jumps out at me. Where no. It's like,
0: that's the obvious guy. Like, I got one. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, scary Terry,
2: hmm. Terry Rozier. He's a he's been balling, dude. Yeah. I could. See I was that. on t- I was on Twitter last night watching some random NBA highlights against the Kings. Terry, scary Terry was hooping, dude. So hmm. like the last last week, I was complaining about how when Embiid sits, it's just Maxi and no one else to create the offense. True. Scary Terry is a smallish guard. He's about the same size as Maxi, like six one, two hundred pounds, but. This dude is a Hooper man. I got it written down here. For this season, he's averaging twenty four points, seven assists, four rebounds, and shooting thirty percent, thirty six percent from three on seven and a half attempts a game.
1: Damn! I didn't
2: realize that. And like, yeah. I started scrolling through Twitter and I saw this. I'm like, I wonder what he's doing this year.
1: Damn!
2: So who's he with yet? He's on Charlotte. Still, so, oh, yeah. so the advantage to him is. Uh, he probably wouldn't be thrilled about being a six man if he's putting up these numbers, but if he's playing on a winning team, maybe. Contender.
1: You should say a playoff team at least. Yeah.
2: So the advantage to that is you could run identical sets with him and Embiid as you could with Maxi and Embiid. So when Maxi sits, you don't lose a beat. You have this guy coming off the bench, dropping 20 points a game, and Kelly Oubre can give you another 10, 15 points off the bench. That's the a, depth that- just becomes so much better.
1: Yeah, I think that the the more logical thing, like to what you're saying, is that whatever move they do make is going to be for a more bench role kind of player. I don't think it's going to be a starter. You won't have to give up that
2: much for someone like that.
1: Yeah, and that's all the team really needs because they're kind of gelling on offense as a starting rotation. You don't want to throw a fucking monkey wrench in this right now and like, ah, now it's all kind of blocked. You know, who's going to do what? But yeah, I don't know. I like that move a lot.
2: Yeah, he's a hooper. He's another guy that he's got that dog in him, man. He would fit in great here. And
1: he's had years of being pissed off playing for a shitty-ass team anyway. Yeah, right.
2: He's coming like Cali Oubre. He's coming back ready to redeem himself.
1: Getting dumped from Boston and then playing for a shitty team for years and years. Having listened to fucking, who's the ball down there? LaMelo? Fucking, yeah, come on now. LeVar Ball, probably
2: with all your games?
1: (laughs) Brutal. Oh, man.
2: (laughs) But, yeah, that's the last piece I got on on the Sixers and really trade targets, is keep an eye out for Scary Terry. I don't think it's going to take much. Can probably trade – probably going to have to trade Springer. The problem with this team is we've become so attached to everyone Yeah. that we don't want to see anyone the go. The locker room's real tight. I think you're going to have to give up Springer and probably one of these picks to get him. But it would make a world of difference just, as I was saying last week. They oh, just lose that creation aspect when Embiid sits.
1: Full heartedly agree, but
2: yeah, you know, I guess the other thing that I thought was funny is it's so wild how the vibes have shifted. So you remember back in the summer we were stoked on the Eagles, yeah. You know pumped. what I'm saying? And we were like, "Oh, this James Harden nonsense needs to end, man. I am so over James Harden. The Sixers are going to be a nightmare. They're going to be a, just a shit show. It's going to be a season full of drama." The situations have made a complete 180.
1: It is wild. I mean, I think we were, in hindsight, probably a little harsh on the Sixers. I think that that's... Uh, oh, I
2: was saying I still had hope a couple times. Yeah. As the season approached, I, I was saying I still had hope. You were giving me a hard time. Yep, I remember. I got receipts.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, but, uh, because you get tired of being optimistic about the teams. That's what we do as a sports, you know, fan yeah. base. Yeah, I mean, that's
2: that's the life of a Philadelphia you know? sports fan.
1: Uh, but we were all, collectively also, we were all harsh. You were like, I'm not watching the game this year. Oh, I, I did say th- that, yeah. yeah. so yeah. don't be saying you were all super out there. As the, whole the season got
2: closer, I was I was saying, yeah, they're going to
1: win 50 games and be a three seed, and that was with Harden. Mm-hmm, that's true. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I feel like, for some reason, Philadelphia sports teams especially do way better when you don't think about them before they play. You're like, all right, let me just enjoy the ride. Where Eagles, we had so much expectation coming into the season that we expected greatness every week, every time. And granted, there's only 17 games anyway, so you kind of have to. But the Sixers, we didn't have any really, you know, we could predict maybe, okay, they went 50 games, 3 or they do this and that. But we were watching it just to enjoy, like you said, Trevor, like, just enjoy watching Embiid play good basketball, mm-hmm. and whatever happens, happens. Like last year, we were like, "All right, we got hard, like we ha- we should be beating Boston. You know, we should be beating the Bulls, and we should be beating the Hornets every time we play them. Like shitty teams, we should be smacking them." But this season, I haven't really cared who we play. I just enjoy watching them play because it's such a great game when they do play, even when they lose. Their losses aren't even yeah. that bad. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun. Yeah, they're just a fun team to read into to watch highlights for to listen to the press conferences you can feel that locker room's energy you know pat bev's podcast is great because you get a little bit more in-depth oh, about the, the man, locker room dude. like the whole thing's got a good feel to it no expectations on it but it's just a good yeah. fun team to be if a head around. coach that
0: isn't a fucking moron <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah when he
0: was saying that thing about
2: he doesn't care that much about foul trouble oh yeah yeah because doc anytime someone got three fouls in the first half docs pulling you. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter if there's 30 seconds left, doesn't matter if there's 8 minutes left. Whereas Nick Nurse is like, "Yeah, I don't really read that much in the foul trouble." Right. Cuz if you pull him early, then the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to lose the lead early. Yeah. And or hello. if you if you're losing, you're going to get behind early. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you're not sac- doing that yeah. shit. Like you're sacrifice like yeah
1: even if if he doesn't foul out you're still sacrificing their minutes so what exactly difference does it make? it's so just so a stupid. bitch move you're also then putting that man on ice for no reason it's just yeah it fucking doc come on guys
2: come on guys <laughs> doc can kiss oh, my gross. ass on brawl street as well
1: yeah uh
0: now we got anything else in the sixers
2: mm-hmm
0: yeah, I guess I don't know what else is going on. The uh, the uh, the Epstein list. The list is out. We're all yeah. safe, thankfully. Whoops. Here's, hey, yeah. How about here's the big question: Will Josh Harris be? <laughs> I, I would so. not be surprised. <laughs> I hope so. Look, Ale- look, we're not making any any uh, official accusations, though. I will say, if if Josh Harris sued us for defamation, it would bankrupt us all but it would be great marketing for oh, the pub. Dude,
2: people would come the people would rally behind us yeah, yeah. We'd, against uh, him
0: yeah we'd yeah, yeah. be all right yeah you know, we, we could probably start a patreon or something yeah we'd you know? be great you gotta dude. spend money to make money that'd be great yeah. publicity plus he ain't suing us for that much
1: he's got plenty of money yeah he ain't worried about us yeah, yeah i man. wouldn't be surprised if like charlie sheen was up in that list though Charlie Sheen, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess
0: I don't even know. Like, so this list that's coming out is like all of his associates, like everyone. Well, was an
1: associate, does not necessarily someone that because they've already have, to like the island. That's just someone that because we already him. have
0: like the flight logs. That's been public for a while, right? Mm-hmm. On the but this private. This is journey. like right. This is like um...
1: people that went to his house, like the penthouse in New York, or like yeah, just yeah. Friends. What this
0: is just like gen- like associates.
1: To be honest, I don't know what defines an associate of Jeffrey or Epstein. Or whatever. Like, is an associate like a business partner or like a friend or... Yeah, you,
2: like traded with him. You, you know what, you what I mean? Like donated.
1: Just, you know, I don't know if it means like you necessarily were at one of his little creepy little parties that he had in New York or on yeah. the island, but... Well, I guess the
0: thing is like it could be like, you know, obviously he had lots of like targets. Because obviously, like when it was running like a blackmailing operation, I think it's like... I don't think it's like a conspiracy theory at this point to say that it, that's what this was. It's like a, a, you know, trying to blackmail powerful people. So I'm sure there's like, he had plenty of like targets, but how many w- was successful and who was, wasn't like, so like, I'm sure like every name that comes out, they're, they're going to ask these people questions. They're going to be like, oh yeah, well they tried to get me to do this, this, and this, but I didn't. And then I stopped talking to him after I found out that he did this, blah, blah, blah. Like Yeah. yeah. He definitely got so, OJ.
2: oj OJ? i've got a feeling oj's on the list have you seen oj on twitter oj's out of pocket on twitter dude
0: not lately i haven't seen him him in
2: a while i haven't seen him in a while but every time i do open an oj video on twitter just like this dude is out of his mind he he's probably on that list dude yeah
1: oj does crack me up though the shit that he says dennis rodman hell yeah (laughs)
2: Denny Rod, he he's probably on that list.
1: Although he's kind of hanging out in North Korea, I don't know if he needs to be with the. Yeah, that's, crew. True. yeah. Crew. that's true. Yeah. He, get... yeah, that's true. He's hanging out with
2: Kim Jong Un. Yeah, that's true. He
1: need Epstein. He's a he's yeah. He's up. uh yeah. He's at the main guy. He's yeah. He's down with, with yeah with yeah. the, the people. Talking like basic people, like you know, like the f- dude Philip from England, fucking Bill Clinton, like you know. There, just yeah, generic I need, I need rich to think white guys basic. that you just can already can be assume that, yeah, this guy definitely probably did this shit. Yeah. I mean, you had like
2: Giuliani. Hell yeah. <laughs> Giuliani. I would be shocked if he's not on that list. Dude, yeah. York, man, I mean, was all you up? seen him in, in the Borat movie? Yeah. When he was like, when Borat dressed up as a woman and Giuliani was being all creepy. Uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. He's totally on that list, dude. Yep. Just just bury himself deeper.
1: Ew. Yeah, yeah. Now he's all just, bankrupt and shit. This little broke bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I don't know who else. Who Chris,
1: was Chris
0: Tucker was on the flight logs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hey, uh, Chris Tucker ain't messing around like that, though. Yeah, I don't think. Nah, I could not <laughs> see it. Yeah, it was just one of the funnier names that showed up on the flight logs. Well, I like people were trying the to flight tie log in and the associate list. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't really understand the distinctions between all this stuff. I do remember, like, uh, people were trying to make some connections between, like, the... I don't know if you guys ever gotten into the whole, like, the, like, Kurt Cobain assassination, like, a conspiracy theory. Yeah, so I've like, looked that up before. I love Nirvana. But apparently, like, Courtney Love's name was not only on the logs, but they were... Her name was circled. What's hmm. that mean? I don't know, but, but like, apparently, no. like... Yeah, there's, uh... I don't know. There's a whole lot of there's a lot of like uh, conspiracies with the whole like Kurt Cobain thing and that he might have been killed because of uh, I don't know like heroin what, stuff and
1: heroin stuff isn't what he's selling it. I forget what the whole thing was. Hmm. I think he killed but, himself. Uh, I think that makes yeah, the most sense. Maybe. But now his daughter is married to or at least. In, dating tony hawk's son yeah i did see that's
2: wild it's kind of cool it's a cool
1: francis couple. farmer it's a cool couple hey but there's that i don't know they're not on the logs yeah. they're too young tony hawk, yeah <laughs> Is Is tony, tony hawk's on the list <laughs> <logs laughs> no no not, hey, no not tony hawk i don't know on the list that would be devastating yeah it would be like no yeah. not, not tony hawk. all those
2: video games i used to play man yeah.
1: not david attenborough nah i'm playing he'd on the he'd be on jet like that I'm having a hard time thinking of who else might be on. There. I don't know Weinstein. He's not on that shit. I mean, yeah, I mean, at totally this point, he's got to be on that. You got to think of like the most generic. Like he's got to be on that shit. Yeah, Weinstein, like uh, Epstein.
2: Yeah, Kevin they, they're practically brothers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Weinstein and Epstein, mm-hmm. Kevin <laughs> Spacey. Yeah, that's Kevin a good right one. Kevin Spacey's
0: got to be on there. Singer, mm-hmm. uh, Louis C.K.
1: Probably not.
0: Nah, I don't think he has enough influence. But
1: Charlie Sheen, I could definitely see that guy all yipped up on the plane and shit, or in New York somewhere. Yeah. I did yeah. like the beat between fucking Aaron Rodgers though and uh Colbert. Uh, or uh Jimmy Kimmel. Or Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. yeah. That What's was the <laughs> So like uh
0: Aaron Rodgers was on the uh you know, doing his regular uh paid guest appearance on the Pat McAfee show, and I guess he was they were talking about these like Epstein files that were about to be released, and uh, Aaron Rodgers said something basically like insinuating that Jimmy Kimmel was going to be listed. What and then like Jimmy Kimmel, you know, got really pissed off and like fired off his tweet, pretty much like threatening to sue him for what? defamation yeah. and stuff. Called him a name, called like a yeah. what'd he call? I and
1: said then today, shit.
0: like, uh the pat mcafee show he had to like do this whole thing it's like well you know i think he was just kind of trying to talk shit and we were just kind of joking around blah blah and because the thing is like <laughs> you, like uh so jimmy kimmel's on abc mcafee's on espn they're both owned mm-hmm. by disney mm. so it's like i'm sure the people the you know the the head honchos at disney are not really pleased about like <laughs> someone Epstein you know it, up on yeah, having someone on one of their shows accusing one of their other shows of oh, like oh god you know it's just what a,
1: a weird because they don't want to get exposed you know someone in disney was on that shit too oh, yeah. they're on Fucking, that list some ceos in there yeah mickey mouse donald duck oh you know no <laughs> donald <Doug laughs> duck is <laughs> donald definitely duck. on there yeah, goofy
2: was in there goofy. yeah <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. a gosh. dog
0: pluto you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> what about looked. Scooby-Doo? Who's
1: the even goofier duck? Daffy Duck? There's Donald Duck. Donald Duck and Daffy,
0: Daffy
2: Duck's a Looney Tune, dude. You're uh, going to oh twist yeah, it. My Daffy bad. Duck. Come on. Now, yeah, you Daffy Duck innocent.
0: But uh, Elmer, Fro- Elmer, Elmer Fudd, Fudd? Was, he was, <laughs> he
2: was definitely on there, man.
1: <laughs> Elmer
0: Fudd.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, we got to read that list now, I guess. It's Be our... very quiet.
2: <laughs> Yo. But <laughs> I'm hold a up. children. J- Jacob said, What if, sh- if Jacob shout out, Jacob? You're upstairs yet? <laughs> Friend of the pod, roommate of the pod. He said it'd be funny if Shaq was
0: on there. i <laughs> would oh, <that'd> be, <laughs> be so be... sad if Shaq is no. on there, man. That's, that's, a, that's Diesel. an American Not legend. Diesel.
1: That would be ass. Yeah, I guess be... we'll just
0: have to. Wait and find out. I think I said they agree they keep like pushing it back. It's like I think now they said it was like January twenty second. Is, is it in
1: alphabetical order? Because I can't be fucking sifting all this. Yeah, shit. they're just gonna like release them like five at a time, just to keep dragging <laughs> yeah. it out for the. It'll be a Netflix series, like they count out like the NFL top one hundred players of like FC top 150 <laughs> yeah.
0: this is like they're gonna
1: they're gonna reveal like the top five names as part of the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, it would be God. like, who's, the heck, Goodell, who's doing the halftime show? Usher. Usher, yeah.
1: yeah. It would be
2: Usher <laughs> announcing. Yo, R. Kelly was on there.
1: Oh, definitely. He had oh, to be. sure.
2: He's definitely on Hell, there. Oh yeah.
1: Taking notes from Epstein and doing his own little thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Usher. Probably Michael Jackson. You know?
2: Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. I, I would, Unless they mm. were too
1: old at that point. Mm. He's into the younger crowd.
2: That's questionable. <laughs> But, hey, we're not going to have any MJ Slender on this pod.
1: Though. I'm not, sl- I'm not, no, yeah. no, <laughs> all in jest, all in jest. I think he's an innocent man. Yeah, well, I mean... For, the what do we mean by innocent exactly <laughs> so, like how do we suffer the old Disney, anyway yeah, look, i'm gonna law, say he could be on the list he could not be on the list the law this. is a fuzzy thing maybe he just went as an entertainer not I mean, an actual possibly. participant you know so he that could be an associate though that's what i'm saying
0: yeah okay that's what fair find, that's fair
1: good safe pack. good save, Pat, good
2: save baby. yeah you <laughs> you did save your ass i was ready to kick you off this pod, or i was just gonna ready to be a ready to eject myself from the pod.
1: <laughs> oh no I love michael Jackson, are you kidding me, but yeah, that would be a, a tough one to see someone like that, but we'll never know until we read this log. I don't yeah remember. yeah
0: we'll never we'll probably never you know know the whole truth part of the uh you know that and whoever uh you know actually pulled the trigger that killed j f k or mm. uh any of these sort of things
2: or who did nine eleven yeah, we gotta work also a 11 referencing on this
1: pod too. Yeah, yeah, we haven't hit that yet. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean it worked though. Ever since then, the Bills are like number three seed, number two seed, fighting for it. They're killing it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We need to bring Sean, Sean McDermott in the RD coordinator.
1: Oof. Yeah, there's not a the whole lot of ex-Eagles guys still floating out there. That were good once upon a time, but yeah. yeah, that's all I got for the Epstein take. So it's my, yeah, my two cents on that one. I think uh, yeah, I got a P. Yeah,
0: I think that's just about going to do it for us tonight, everybody. Uh, please leave us a five star rating and review every other podcast. Give us a subscribe on YouTube, follow on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And from all of us here at Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night, peace. See ya.